And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you as a courtesy from our Patreon supporters. They support the show so you don't have to listen to commercials other than maybe some of that amazing um, that amazing travel agent. What was his name? Uh, Justin, over and away with me travel. Of course, of course we need to talk about him a little bit. But other than that, you're not getting any commercials, guys. And that's because of those guys. Now listen, I might be a little biased here, but when I say that they support the show, they also get free content and a lot of shenanigans happens over on the Patreon side. And when I say, eh, we have some fun, Guys, I mean, we have a lot of fun, so maybe consider joining them. If not, let's give them at least a round of applause and say thank you for a commercial-free, amazing show. Round one was over. (laughs) Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen... Start your engine! To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast, show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am so excited to be joined by all of the Disney Dads here this evening. Mike, Joe, Dave, it's so good to see your smiling faces. I'm going to start the furthest to the south. Dave, how's everything, buddy? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Life is good. Um, busy, and busy is distracting, so yeah. No, oh, like this it. time of year you're slammed. It's not just busy, slammed. It, it's yeah, it's a little, it's a little crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Amazing, amazing. Uh, Joe, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? Everything is good. Getting ready for the holidays. Got a couple trips coming up to see the in-laws up in uh, South Carolina. So yeah, just tying up a lot of loose ends. But uh, happy to be here to talk some Disney with you guys tonight. Do I get to be part of the in-laws at some point? Like here, can can you just you know? Uh, Trust me, I'm going to be spending enough days up there. I think I could sneak down to Charleston one day. I was going to say, because we have some golf to play, you know, at some point. Yes. So we need to we need to work out our time to where we can get this done, because uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you. And speaking of South Carolina, uh, I'll be seeing this guy a lot. He's going to be super close to me, the closest one living to me out of all three of these guys, and that is Mike. What's going on, bud? I said I better be part of this equation here. I hear you guys talking about golf, and I'm like, listen, I'm not great, but, you know, I can be the third wheel. You know, I hope I'm part of this conversation. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's one of those times that I'm in the Christmas mood. I'm in the Christmas spirit. We have the decorations around the house, but we're also starting to pack up in boxes, too. So it's kind of one of those weird things. Um, We're good. We're busy, and we're just kind of keeping an eye on what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks because we got a lot going on in our life. Dude, I'm so excited for you guys. I cannot wait. I already called Mike. I was talking to Katie yesterday, and she was like, well, when we go see my parents who live in the area you're moving to, uh, we can go see Mike and Laura. I said, no, when we go see your parents, we can stay with Mike and Laura and then see your parents so we don't have to stay with your parents. Uh, not that I don't love the, their parents, uh, her parents, but, you know, it's Mike. You should, have, you should have pitched that as when we go to see Mike, we can also we can occasionally see your parents. See your parents. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, here's the thing. I, I love visiting her parents in the winter. They don't believe in air conditioning or heating. I can deal with the heat, like uh, as far as like not turning the heat on and it being super cold in the room. I mean, Mike keeps it 
unbearably cold. When we were in a hotel room uh, our past trip, he keeps it at 60. Mike got online and figured out how to bypass the security on the thermostat. You know, in the rooms, you can only turn down to like 65 or 67. Mike literally took the face off and was able to to rig this thing to get as low as he wanted it. <laughs> I was an icicle for three straight days. I complained nonstop, didn't I, Mike? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you know how many yep. warm baths I had to take to get warm? It was unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. So, uh, I can, but then in the summer, their house, we'll, I'll get up in the middle of the night and their house will be like 84 degrees. And I'm like, I'm going to die. All you have to do is say, hey, Riley and Sammy can hang out. And that's end of story. Yeah, I love it. See, it's perfect. Um, well, I'll tell you what, before we jump into the show, guys, I do want to take one minute to uh, talk about something near and dear to my heart. Um, this past week, a uh, horrible, horrible tragedy hit my home state, state I grew up in, state I call home, uh, state of Kentucky. Um, for all of our Disney dads' families in the state of Kentucky, um, we just want you to know that our, our thoughts and prayers are with you guys. We love you. Uh, I, I know that area very well. I grew up about an hour north of uh, Mayfield where where everything kind of started and really the, the devastation hit. Um, but just know that, that look, there's people that are, that are thinking about you guys and we love you and, and that, um, you know, it, it, there's, like Walt said, keep moving forward. I, I know it's really tough right now, but keep pushing, and uh, we love you guys. So I know we have a lot of DDP family in Kentucky, and man, just what a, what a, what a heart-wrenching, just terrible thing to see this week. But I just wanted to put that out there uh, really quickly before we jump into tonight's topic. Um, guys, we were chatting, hard to do that transition, we were chatting a little bit about, uh, you know, the parks. You know, this is something that is near and dear to all of our hearts, and there's in particular, things in the parks or things about the parks that if they changed, I think it would change my experience overall with Walt Disney World. And so when I came to the guys, I said, listen, what I'd like to see you do is I'd like to see you come up with five things that you would keep forever the way they are right now. Um, so you would keep these things forever and you they would be in existence till the end of time till till we do not have Walt Disney World ever uh, again which we will always have Walt Disney World. I know, right Dave? Just want to get your expression. Wow. Uh, so we each came Wait up a with a ton of knife. <laughs> Just drop that we, in. We each came up with our own five. Um they may overlap, I don't know. And uh, we're going to dive into this and kind of go through a little bit why we have it on the list because I think these are really important parts of Walt Disney World. Uh Joe, I First off, I don't know if you guys put them in order from five to one. I just kind of listed five. Um, I didn't really put them in order. So, uh, Joe, I'm going to start with you. What's the first thing on your list of five things that you would keep forever at Walt Disney World? All right. So in its current reiteration, it's not perfect. But listen, everything comes to an end once in a while, right? So I would say the annual pass program. Mm. Okay. I still I would want to some sort of annual pass program to be there. We've seen the company make a lot of changes either out in Disneyland or here in Walt Disney World in Florida. Uh, some changes good, some changes not so favorable to the annual pass uh, members. But I would still like to see something remain there forever. Uh, my greatest fear as a Florida resident now is that the program will eventually go away. And uh, just to have that ability to hop in the parks as a local, even with the current reservation system, we grab a reservation, we could hop in for dinner at Epcot, maybe see some fireworks. If that pass program were to go away and not be there, those kind of like on the fly kind of things would would no longer be, you know, you wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, there's no way you would pay, you know, 150 bucks or whatever to pop in for a few hours. So um, this is more of a self-preservation that I want to see the annual pass program remain in some sort of capacity because, you know. 
not everything isn't always forever, and uh, I just want to hang on to it as long as possible. Well, I think we, I think this is the closest we've ever been to losing the annual pass program. Correct. If you really think about it, I mean, I kind of went through it, you know, with with those few months of not being able to get my pass, and it made it to where it was not affordable to live the Disney lifestyle we're used to. Of like you said, I mean, even being five hours away, like we're popping down for this weekend. We wouldn't do that if that was the case. So I, I agree, man. That's a, that's a good one. It did not come to my mind at all. Uh, but that's a really good one because it would change people's Disney lives as a whole. Absolutely. Yep. I really believe that. Uh, Dave, what about you? Well, uh, so when you put this out there into the ethos and ask this question, uh, I immediately had a couple that came to mind. And I've intentionally tried to pick like – different aspects of Disney. I didn't want to come up with five rides or attractions mm-hmm. that you just yeah. can't mess with, all right? Uh, but speaking of rides and attractions, it led me to a a conversation that I occasionally have on tour. And we'll be walking through Fantasyland, and a guest will say, so when are they going to, like, do away with It's a Small World? And my immediate reaction is, there will be a riot. <laughs> and they're like, no, it, like, it's, it's sitting on prime real estate. It takes up so much space in Fantasyland. You could do so much with that. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand that people will literally riot. Like, that, that's, not, that's not a euphemism I'm using. There will be, like, we've, we've seen rides come and go. We've seen, we've seen with something like Figment where the reaction to a ride changing forced Disney's hand to change it back or to, uh, to bring back certain aspects of it. Like it's a small world is such an iconic part of the Disney company, uh, that, uh, it was the one attraction that immediately sprang to mind that you, you may not necessarily love it. Okay. It doesn't have to be your favorite, but if they suddenly announce tomorrow, we're taking it away, we're changing it, we're getting rid of it, there'd be a riot. There, there would be pandemonium in the streets. Calling it I'm now. Ex- I'm excited to tell you this, that we played a game, because just to, to give you a fast-forward in the future for Patreon tonight, all of our Patreon family, we're going to be talking about the five things we would get rid of immediately uh, in the Disney parks. So I asked Riley this question. I said, Riley, give me uh, three things. Give me a resort, an attraction, and a character that you would get rid of uh, right away, and the attraction was it's a small world. <laughs> See, but I feel like she will come full circle and eventually I hope appreciate so. I hope it that again she'll eventually get to that point. The be, well, there, I, so. I need her to come full circle because otherwise we're not friends. I so. think she <laughs> has a little like PTSD because her grandmother, when she goes and stays with her, has dolls everywhere and it's the creepiest room ever. So she may be a little bit okay, scared that. Okay, that creeps me out, okay? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's, that's oh, a really but good Dave, one. But Dave, there's a Justin doll, by the way. All right, we'll get into this on Patreon, okay? We got to calm way <laughs> I down. I had to tease that Let's one. I need to see this. <laughs> I'll find the picture. Oh, Katie, I have it. Katie, you have it? Katie, will find I'm it. Sure Katie's got it on quick. Oh, like. the things we put out over the airways. Uh, we'll there just, is a Justin doll. Uh, we'll just take that out and edit. <laughs> it sits next to a picture of me wearing the same outfit that the doll's wearing. 
This just keeps getting better. <laughs> Nobody talk and interrupt him. Just let him keep digging. It's the creepiest thing. We stayed up. The, she moved south, and we stayed at her place, and I'm, like, sleeping in the guest room, and I'm just staring at myself in the picture and the doll, and I thought, this thing's going to come to life and kill me, take over my body, and live as me from now on. <laughs> All um, right, there you go. Anyway. so well, yeah, It's a good storyline there. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw that picture out there. Um, Mike, how about you, buddy? Uh, yeah, you know, I was going through my list, and we actually had a dinner time conversation tonight. And one of the things, believe it or not, and I, I saw it was in our Patreon ch- uh, chat tonight, the people move when we're talking about rides. I think that uh, that's been a ride that's been pretty much the same for all, all the years we've been knowing it for. Uh, it's a ride that I've ridden with my grandparents. My wife's ridden with her grandparents. It's just one of those rides that has stood the test of time. And as much as I think that Small World has, it's a special ride, but this is definitely a special, sentimental ride to me. There was a couple of times when I took my trips and it wasn't down. It, w- it was down. It was being refurbished or it was broken down. Uh, you know, we, we've seen a couple of problems with that here and there, but I think they've worked the kinks out now. Uh, I'm upset when I can't ride it. I feel like my trip is not complete. It has a, a huge sentimental value to me, and the people mover is definitely something that I don't think should ever be taken away, and I like it just the way it is. You know, for me, that's um, not a must-do, but I do see it. That's a weird... People mover, for me, is a weird uh, fascination, because you either... I don't think anyone hates it, but you either really love it, like you guys do, Mike, like it's a staple for your family, Mm-hmm. Or you just kind of see it as another attraction, you know? And there's people out there that really, like Mike and, and a couple of our Patreon to put it out there, uh, they really love the People Mover, and I enjoy it. It is, Mike, you do put it perfectly, and we've talked about this before. It is a time when you're looking at each other as a family, your phones are away, and you're kind of just as a whole, like in this group together riding through. So uh, I could definitely see that, buddy. Um, it's, the perfect, it's the perfect grandparent ride. It is, you know, they, yeah. They, they get up there very easily. There's no stairs. There's not a lot of transferring. It's yeah. a small. It's an easy ride. You guys are facing each other. I just think it's one of those uh, rides that should definitely be there for a long time. Hundred percent. No, I I, I love it. Uh, I'm gonna go with my first one. I'm gonna surprise you guys. You ready? Genie Plus. Genie Plus should stay forever. Maybe controversial. It, it's so new. Here's why. All okay. Right. I believe that Genie Plus, like I have always been a huge proponent of of uh, Disney Max Pass out in Disneyland. Love it. Genie Plus is that to a T. Okay. Now, if you stick around for Patreon, you may hear a sister of this that I think should go away immediately. But Genie Plus for me makes it to where I can do Disney kind of like I used to with paper fast passes almost. If but not putting the the walking and the work in. I can knock out lots of attractions. And I don't have to do it for the entirety of my stay. You know, like Magic Kingdom for me is a no-brainer with Genie Plus. Yes, you do it every time. You, for a family of three, a family of four, you know, yes, it's 45 60 bucks, But you do it every single time you're at Magic Kingdom. Because now you can knock out those attractions very quickly, maximize your time. I really enjoy it. I did six attractions from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., and didn't wait one second. Now let's talk about the other big thing. It has the best photo filters ever. I had more fun with those dumb photo filters we know. than I did. Yeah, I texted these guys constantly, just dumb pictures of me uh, with photo filters. So I really think with all the grief it took, and I think a lot of the grief Genie Plus took was because people were confused. I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a confusing rollout. When you roll out Genie, Genie Plus, 
and Lightning Lane, and they're three different things, and people go, what the heck is this? Yeah. But if you break them down individually, Genie Plus, I think, should stay forever. Give me the option to pay to have the, that abil- availability to get those passes, and if I don't want to, I don't have to. How would you have uh, done that rollout differently? I would have I would have not rolled out Genie at all. Correct. I, you just roll it in to the app. You don't you don't even where they made it super confusing was when they stood up at D twenty three and they said, "We have Disney Genie and Genie Plus and Lightning Lane," and people just went, I, "It's too much information. I can't process it." I did an hour and fifteen minute call with a client today, and we did twenty five minutes on Genie Plus. Because I'm just having to explain. And these are people that listen to Disney podcasts. These aren't people just walking off the street. These are people that do their research. Dude, last week, I messaged you and uh, I texted you and checked that what I was doing was correct. I work (laughs) there and I don't always get it. I mean, (laughs) admittedly, I never do it. And I was trying to help my mother-in-law and that was a fun conversation. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can do this. Just include it with the app. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just explained Genie Plus. And then we'll get into we'll get into the other thing on the patron side because it's definitely gonna be on my list of things to get rid of right away. Uh not to spoil it. So uh Mike, I'm coming back to you, buddy. That's good. Yeah. You know, one of the other things that I thought we should definitely keep, and it's something that I've enjoyed, I know a lot of us have, that would be the festivals at Epcot. I think that you know, we used to have the slow times and, you know, there were there were times in the parks where you couldn't, you know, you could have the, the slow days. But I think having those Epcot festivals always adds something new to your vacation because you could do wine and dine one year and you could come back and do it the next year and there could be something else new. So it kind of brings a little refresher to Epcot when you want to go there. Uh, it, it brings a whole new element to the uh the pavilions in that area. So I think that the Epcot festivals, they're pretty much year-round now. I think they should be a year-round thing, and I think they should definitely be kept for many, many years to come. I'm going to pass it off to Dave because we were both fist-bumping uh, virtually here because we I'm going to say we both had this on our list. If we had said number one, this may be up there if we're, if we're labeling them. Dave, why do the festivals stick around? I mean, festivals changed Epcot. As we know it, uh, you you ask somebody about Epcot when they were a kid, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we got dragged through the countries, and we hated it." And mom and dad like, and now like Epcot has transformed that world showcase. There's so much to do. Um, there's so many interactive parts to it, and the festivals tie it all together in a neat little bow. They uh, for whatever time of year it happens to be. Uh, they're, they've really worked on their theming, their entertainment offerings, their food offerings are excellent. Um, although whatever it is in Canada at the moment, when you walk past, it smells a little weird, but other than that, um, but yeah, it's just the the overall festivals and the way they, um, I mean, festivals of the holidays at the moment is happening and the acknowledgement of, um, there's a great little area for Hanukkah set Mm -hmm. uh, between France and Morocco. And they've been talking all about the Festival of Lights and there's a person out there breaking it down and PNOL in France itself and just these these iterations of of the holidays within that theme. And it's just a tremendous uh, feeling that it brings to that World Showcase. Well, you're looking too. I mean, you talked about it. Like, we have the holidays now. We have the Arts Festival coming up in January. We have Flower and Garden. And that runs into really early summer. 
And then we have food and wine starting in late summer. I mean, it's the only time we don't have anything is that June and July. Pretty much. First part of August. And that's it. And I'm okay with it. Make a summer festival. I mean, I am all, I am down. Make it a festival. Joe's shaking his head. I'm going to get your opinion. Make it a festival year round because here's why. And you nailed it. Growing up, going to the parks, when our, we had our Epcot day, I was like, this, this day's horrible. I hate Epcot. I can take my nine-year-old. Uh, for example, two years ago, I took her and uh, we didn't ride one attraction. We went country to country to country. And just experienced the the festival. My five-year-old I mean, is currently hunting for Olaf every time exactly. she visits. There's exactly. something for everyone in them. They've done such a good job. Well, and that's the thing. Like, we, we were talking, uh, I'll be in the parks this week, and, and, you know, we really didn't have an Epcot day. And I was like, we got a park hop. Like, we're going to go to MK <laughs> for a few hours, but then we're going to Epcot, man. Yeah. We're not missing it. Like I, I'm not missing that festival, and it, it the art the the love the arts festival, love flower and garden, love food and wine. There's something about Christmas at Epcot, man, that's just really special. Like seeing La Bafana, Pierre Noel, like like Santa, it's really I special. I know him. I know him. <laughs> All right, Joe. Let contradiction. Why are we wrong that that festival should stay forever? You're not completely wrong, but I will say too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Ooh. I love the festivals. You've I love never how they're been married all. To me, Joe. Okay, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're still early in this relationship. Too much of a good thing is a bad thing, but I will say I love that they're all different, right? But I just think they need to be shortened up a little bit. It's funny how everybody loves food and wine, but yet everybody complains when food and wine opens up and it's like 98 degrees and 98% humidity. And you're like, oh my God, why am I here? Food and wine, it's so hot. And like everybody complains about it that it starts so early now. Look, when I used to come down before I was a quote unquote local, I used to look forward to these festivals. Now they just seem like they're always going on. And it's kind of like, I don't even go, it, it doesn't excite me as much because they're happening all the time. Let's keep all of them, but just shorten them up a little bit. I think they're too much too long. I like a little bit of dyed Epcot in between, as we call it, but just shorten them up a little bit. Food and wine doesn't need to be five months long. Four Sorry, months long. was that diet so, Epcot? That's what I was diet, saying, yeah. Diet Epcot, <laughs> okay, when just, there's no festivals. Just wanted to check that way. Like, so you guys aren't wrong. Like I just Epcot, wanted to see no a little sugar. bit shorter. <laughs> exactly. Just a little bit less. A little bit less. But I love all the festivals. I agree. Festival of the Arts is fantastic. Uh, Flower and Garden is one of my favorite. I love it. I love seeing all the topiaries out there and how the uh, horticulturists get creative. Those are fantastic festivals. Just not all the time. Just shorten up just a little bit. I, I, I love it. Mike, you nailed it, dude. You you took uh, took one that we all, I think, have except for Joe. Except for uh, Mr. Hates Festival's Joe Quattro. <laughs> wow. um, so anyway. Festival hater. <laughs> Now let me redeem myself A-K-A. here. AKA. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, who do we go to? Well, Joe, why don't you go ahead and go next, buddy? All right. So I think I'm going to redeem myself here and uh, make everybody happy. So what's the one thing that this pandemic has really taught us about things that we shouldn't take for granted at Walt Disney World or even Disneyland is nighttime spectaculars. And that's including the electrical water pageant. So I'm rolling that into nighttime spectaculars. When the parks reopened, Dave, you were you know, on the boots on the ground, too. The park experience was not the same without nighttime spectaculars. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of the current ones now. I will give them more of a chance. I, I miss Illuminations. That was near and dear to my heart. Uh, however, you know, I'll take what we can get. And a day in a Disney park is not the same without a nighttime finale. And that's even including the electrical water pageant. That is really near and dear to my heart. That was an opening day or opening year thing that's still going on. And there's been... 
tens of thousands or millions of families that have taken part in that electrical water pageant. Hearing that eight bit soundtrack rolling through Seven Seas Lagoon and Bay Lake is just I just hope that's something that never goes away either. So let's not take these things for granted. These shows are very expensive to produce. They're very time consuming, a lot of manpower. So when you're in a park, take a step back. Just enjoy it because you never know. We, it was taken away from us for a while, and it really stunk when it was not there. So uh, that's one thing I would definitely keep is the nighttime spectaculars and the electrical water pageant. It's funny, man. So every now and then, we will be in the parks with some friends, and um, they they always say, we we don't do fireworks. We, we don't like fireworks. And I'm like, it's not fireworks, though. Like, it is fireworks, but it's not. It's an experience. It's, it's a show. It's so much more. That you get, you get the story, you get the projections, you get, and I just can't wrap my brain around that. I'm like, look, you go watch fireworks when you go to your county park on 4th of July. That's watching fireworks. This is a kiss goodnight. This is something that Walt planned from the beginning, you know, on Main Street where it's 4th of July every day and and you get to, you know, end your night with fireworks. I mean, this is, for me, I miss that the most too, Joe, when we, when we didn't have it. I miss the most. I miss Fantasmic so bad right now. I am so excited for Fantasmic to come back. I'm going to be that giddy little uh, person just standing there at 4 p.m. waiting, waiting. Come on, let me in the front row. I want to go. I want to go. Uh, I want to get the, the the you know the, the water splashing on me. I, I'm so excited for that. So I agree, man. Nighttime spectaculars. Mike, you you agree? Nighttime spectaculars stay forever. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. That was on my list, actually. Oh, was it? Okay, cool. All right. You have some backups, though, right? Oh yeah, some backup shit. Lovely. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go next, and and I'm a little worried about us seeing this go by, and we're already starting to see it a little, little by little. And I'm hoping that it doesn't. I hope that this, because because it's minimal, it's small, but it says a lot, um, especially for families that are new to new to the Disney parks, and that's Disney free souvenirs. And what I mean by this are buttons paper paper uh uh park maps um kid cots stuff that you can do that's complimentary in the parks those buttons that people get mean a lot to a lot of people having happy birthday written on your chest and walking through a disney park and having a cast member say happy birthday or even guests say hey happy birthday that's huge um having the paper maps I think are big. I think that's a big, big statement that when you walk in, even if you don't need it, if you only go to Disney every two or three years, there's something like tangible and, and just great about holding a paper map and seeing the artwork that's done on it of the park. I mean, I have paper maps here, like at my desk, because there's something really special. About it. I have a whole book that's maps of what yeah, I am the map. What they I, say. I am the map. <laughs> I am the map. Uh, but there's something really cool about having that. You know what I mean? That, that guests can have. Kid cots. Once again, going to Epcot. Going and having your kid experience different cultures by going to different locations and experiencing kid cots. Um, Wilderness Explorer at Animal Kingdom. That, for me, is a big, big part of a vacation to Walt Disney World are these Disney free souvenirs. Not a lot's free in Walt Disney World. These little things are big. We were super bummed that there were no specialty buttons for the 50th. There were for the 45th. We had them. There was none for the 50th. Uh, so I really hope that Disney keeps those little things. Those little, little things. Stickers. Stickers. 
when you walk by a cast member and, and you go, do you have any stickers? You know? And then Riley's like, can I have them? Like, no, go away. And then I take them. But stickers are huge. Like, I know it seems small and people are like, that's so silly that that would be on your list. But that's what makes Disney different than a lot of other places around the world. So I hope that stays forever. I like it. Yep. Stuff's not free. No. Yeah, 100%. Cost money to make it. Yeah. Dave, you agree? Um, I mean, yes. As you said, we have started to see some of them already starting to slip away. Um, And... I mean, you think about what people have in their houses, their collections of things, their tangible, to take your word, uh, link and memory to an experience. Um, yeah, like those maps, like every so often somebody will post like a, a ticket or a paper fast pass or a, or, or a map that takes you back to that moment. And mm-hmm. yeah, like it's iconic. And yeah. yeah. They do away with that. They're doing themselves a disservice every time I see it happen. Uh, Dave, coming to you next, buddy. All right. So um, I was trying to think of food and we've seen uh, food change. We've seen restaurants change menus and things like that. And I mean, that's always going to happen when you get a new chef in, when you get like when... Uh, most recently I had a conversation with somebody just the other day about uh, uh, Steakhouse 41, uh, 71 mm. um, versus the wave of American flavors, um, which so many people used to love the wave of American flavors, but it was never like a, oh my God, we have to do that. And so is Steakhouse 71 going to be that? Um, there, there's one restaurant where I feel... Uh, and I've said it before on this show, it is the best quick service on Disney property. And if you change Satuli Canteen, I I will start a picket line. I, the, see, I, my thing is like, I don't know if it's, do you think it screams Disney? No, but... Or is it just the food? Is it the food? Is that what gets it? Like, the food's that good for a quick service? Because let's be honest here... I think that's here. it. It's the food option for a okay. quick service. Yeah, yeah, Because there's there's some really good quick serves out there. Really good. Please elaborate. But there's not a great there, there's, quick the, Yeah. <laughs> there's not too many that are exceptional. I mean, there's not too many where you're like, wow, I would take that over a sit-down anytime. You know what I mean? There are, uh, but I would take Satuli over... A number of sit-down options. Is that why Animal Kingdom makes it to where you are? It has the best quick service options in the in, in any park. And is that as a result of being the newest park? Maybe that they were able to build the kitchens and they were able to um, maybe figure out what they needed to put in these places to produce good quality food mm-hmm. at a rapid speed and not just be, oh, we can only fit a pizza oven so you're getting flatbreads at Pinocchio's. Let's calm down. The pizza's <laughs> delicious at Disney. Um, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you know what? It, it amazes me too, man. When you look at like Epcot, like they do such a good job with all the festivals, uh, you know, buildings and tents and all that kind of stuff that, the quick services aren't better at Epcot. You would think the quick service options at Epcot would be 
un- unbelievable. But I, mean, I think you're right. Sunshine Seasons but, isn't terrible. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's fine. I, I think Animal Kingdom, though, st- it stands way above the rest. Though. Yes, 100%. We've discussed this in a Patreon episode. We have. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, Tully was my answer. I love uh, it. Food. Food Canteen staying forever. Let's just hope just, those next 16 movies of Pandora they, they're going to make are going to hold up. Really they're going to hold gonna up be really good, well. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're going to film all 39 of them at once. It's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> Mike, coming to you, buddy. I'm going to stick with the food thing Ooh. since we're on that aspect. And I think I found the place that needs to be there forever. It's gone through a little bit of a change recently, the last couple of maybe seven or eight years. But I think the Main Street Bakery is a staple of Magic Kingdom. I think that the smell when you walk in first thing in the morning, you get that 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 sugary smell. And that's one of our favorite places to stop on our way out of Magic Kingdom. You know, we're one of those families that close the park every night. And um, that's one of the best spots to hit Get a candy apple, grab some stuff for the bus ride, and get a little extra sugar rush to make it back to the room. But I think the Main Street Bakery is probably one of the best places that food-wise needs to stay open. Uh, we had the other bakery that was over in Hollywood Studios that was on the corner over there, and they got rid of that. Now there's just a store there. They used to have some really cool uh, bakery was stuff Was that the that one corner. down like in the corner in that little nook um, near that seating area? I think it was called Starring Rolls. No, oh. I, it was when you, I, no, no, it's when you I first come into f- the left, right? Or the, you go right and then to the go right. right down Hollywood and then left. And then it was it was the bakery in the front, and then it was the villain store in the back. And then when uh, Toy Story Land came yeah. over, they made it that whole little Toy Story thing, and now it's just a regular shop. Oh, you know? okay. So I was really I was really sad to see that bakery go by the wayside. They would have some really cool Halloween stuff there, but the Main Street Bakery to me on Main Street has got another one sentimental value, and I think it's a fantastic place. It should remain open for a long period of time. I know they added Starbucks. People were a little upset about that because of the branding that went along with it but you know what it's still a great little candy shop bakery over there also can i get y'all's opinion on something can we can we put our all all four of our opinions on on the table because mike just mentioned it and I, i had just written it down when he was talking about it joe does starbucks belong in a disney park i'm used to it but i would say no dave I like the fact that it's not in your face, Starbucks, but you then have the option for Starbucks. I mean, Starbucks is such an iconic brand. People don't say, oh, I really need to get my my Wawa coffee in the morning. People don't say, Bucky's maybe, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, But people say, I need my Starbucks. It's the, the, so yes or no, you're, 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 you're filibusting. I am. Um, I think I think Greg says that I'm lawyering it when you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Does it deserve to be in a Disney park? Sure, why not? Okay. I don't think Mike? it t- takes anything away. Uh, same thing as seeing Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? It's just one of those sponsorship things. And I think, you know what? It's there. It's not in your face. They don't have merchandise for it. If you want a specific latte or whatever it is, I think it's okay. Thank uh, you for that, Mike. That's what it, I wanted. But, That's how but I But I think it. there's a lot of other, you know, there's Siemens. There are other sponsorships that you see throughout the parks. Uh, a couple of other, you know, name brands. So, you know what? Does it belong on Main Street? Eh, it's not my favorite, but it is what it is. It does not deserve to be in a Disney park. At all. <laughs> not even once, not twice, definitely not three. And, and if you put it in there four times, which it's more than that, uh, it is That's not a correct put answer. It, put it in Disney Springs, it's fine. It does not tell a story. 
Uh, it could be rebranded. You could sell Starbucks stuff in there. You sell Starbucks whatever, but it needs to be rebranded. This comes from the guy who collected all four Disney parks, uh, Starbucks cups and drinks out of them every morning. But still, uh, your coffee's bitter, it stinks, and you don't deserve to be in the Disney parks. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Uh, on to the next one. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> uh, I drink black coffee. It is so bitter. It's horrible. Uh, Joe, coming to you, bud. All right, so this is something that means a lot to me personally. This will not affect everybody who listens to this podcast or uh, even on this panel. Maybe one person, probably Justin, but uh, I want to keep forever the Walt Disney World golf courses. I have a fear of, and there's been recent news that they are going to be altering one of the roads that's at Grand Floridian Way. And because of that, they're altering the road around one of the cast member lots, and it's going to affect holes 15 through 17 of the Magnolia course. Now, I know that may that seem like a big deal to like the average person, but these courses are the ones that the greats played on. Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, uh, Payne Stewart, when they had the Walt Disney World Golf Classic there. And you get to play those courses. And when they start altering, they start feeding into those courses a little bit. Now they have to, the Magnolia is going to be closed. I've heard next year for a good amount of the year to alter those courses or alter those holes. And with Walt Disney World being continued to expand, and I know, I believe that they're required to keep so many acres of land as a Audubon sanctuary. And I believe that is what the golf course is, is a sanctuary. But it looks like they're just going to move that protected area somewhere else, like to keep the, I guess, the recommended acreage at that level. But that is prime real estate. And they kind of run, Reedy Creek kind of can do their thing. I don't know if they could ever get rid of those golf courses, but I'm petrified that one day we will lose those golf courses. To a lot of golfers, playing golf at Walt Disney World, it means a lot to you. Uh, it means a lot to the locals in the area. They're great courses. You get to play where the pros, the greats have played. If you go out and play these courses, they have great facts about what things have happened on these on those holes that you could read when you tee up in every shot. And I just think that I just have this fear that that one day they're just going to be like, yeah, we're going to build another DVC here. And as much as I love DVC, I don't want to see those golf courses go away. So if I can make something stay forever, it would be the, it would be the Walt Disney World golf course. And, you know, when you go out there and play, it's beautiful out there. It's I know it's a little swampy, but there's all kinds of animals out there and it's undisturbed land and in an area where it's growing so much. It's nice to have some areas that just it's not being touched i'm just afraid one day that it's going to be touched the english language is really weird isn't it weird that petrified can mean converted into stone through a slow process of mineralization and it can also mean overwhelmingly fearful out of all of that that's what you got out that of that was all i got that was all he got like he tuned thought. out the first time you said <laughs> petrified and, and, and for the rest of that the interlude all he heard was petrified that was such a homer moment <laughs> that was it that was all he had um i it's, I, it's a weird language though think about how hard it would be people learn this language dave you came over here you had to learn it um so anyway wow this, uh i agree joe 100 here's the thing that once again we're talking about like my thing with the free souvenirs right golf mini golf um, the shopping, uh, uh, you know, taking taking the boats out, going fishing, like doing all that that extra stuff is what makes Disney different from everywhere else. Is the fact that your vacation doesn't have to be standing in in queues and and going uh, on attractions and and go 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 in the parks. You can have these downtimes to go to spas and swim at the resort pools and do all that. And when you start losing those things, 
all of a sudden you change from a vacation destination to theme parks that you go visit. And that's a big loss. Uh, and I hope they never do that. I, I hope Disney goes the opposite way. <clears throat> I really hope that they say, let's do more and more outside the parks. You know, we're building new resorts. We are literally selling out rooms. I, uh, my neighbor, m- one of my best friends, wanted to go January the 15th through the 18th or 19th. And, dude, there's no availability. I mean, there's Grand Floridian the Poly at $900 a night. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a few things here and there, but the, the he wanted some other dates and it just didn't work. And I'm like, dude, I can get you like two days. You know what I mean? There's just no availability. So why don't we do other stuff off property to keep people out of the parks and keep them... Look, it's a moneymaker, too. Like, it's not cheap to go golf at Disney. You no, know, the you, money they make, the money they make with Arnold Palmer Golf Management, I'm sure it's a contract that, you know, that Disney licenses the courses out to them. I mean, that that's a big moneymaker for them. Um, let's dive in real quickly, Joe, because we have not made this announcement. Of course, you know, coming up uh, July the 11th, we have our uh, Disney has podcast cruise. Um, contact us, show at Away With Me Travel to book that. Uh, we've had a huge turnout. We have a group of 50 staterooms already set aside. Those are going quickly. Um, very quickly. So if you want a specific room, uh, you need to get a hold of us to take care of that. But either the weekend before or the weekend after, we will be doing meetups both of those weekends in Walt Disney World. Um, we are going to try to plan, or we're not going to try to, we are going to plan a golf outing. Uh, the first ever Disney Dads uh, golf uh, uh, tournament where we're going to go out and and play 18 holes and have a... Uh, Dave's not playing. Uh, no, Dave I, will like, just be out there hanging out. I was gonna say, I just want to like sit on a golf cart and that's uh, all you do. Just drive around all yeah, the groups. You yeah, know, yeah. Take 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 some uh, some beverages around. Right. Um, but we'll it's have a, a trophy. Great opportunity. Yeah. We'll have a trophy. <laughs> we'll have uh, we'll have all that stuff set up. And then whatever weekend we don't do the golf tournament. So if the golf tournament's the first weekend, then the second weekend we'll do a mini golf tournament for the kids oh, and the families. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and so it'll be lots of fun. So we starting to plan lots of fun stuff coming up. So uh, let's definitely keep those golf courses around till at least July of 2022. Get a hold of us at show at Away With Me Travel to uh, to book those vacations today as well, those Disney parts. Um, let me go. Uh, Mike, I'm coming back to you, buddy. So I want to keep with characters because we've seen characters kind of come and go within the Disney uh you know, franchise over the years. I think one person that needs to be in the parks continuously and not be taken out of, and there was some rumor before, Dave mentioned it, that's Figment. And I'm okay with the Figment ride staying where it is, but I think Figment needs to be part of Epcot. He's kind of like the unofficial mascot of the Epcot. Uh, He's the character that I relate to most when it comes to Epcot. I don't see him in any of the other parks. So I think that no matter what they do with the Figment ride, I think he needs to have a place in Epcot one way or another, uh, and that would be Figment. Once again, I'm going to put you on the spot because I think you're 100% correct, Mike. He was on my list um, of alternates that I was going to I was gonna fill in there because um, I think he's the face. Other than Mickey being the face of Magic Kingdom, I mean, he's he's the face of Epcot. Can you say that about any other character with the other two parks? You would say Roger Rabbit back in the day at the studios, but that kind of went away. Yeah. So now, I mean, is he the second most important character for the face of parks, theme parks? Face of theme parks. Look, Dave's shaking his head. Okay, let's get into it, though. Okay? I'm not saying the most important, but should Figment always have a spot in Epcot, Dave? No. 
Oh my <laughs> How can gosh! These two just nearly he's lived never, through the. He's never been it. more wrong about anything <laughs> ever, ever on Dude, this show. You know, you know what's so funny, man? All these people love Dave until this moment. <laughs> he just made I, everyone mad. And I've I've said this before: is I don't have an emotional connection to him. I I I find him obnoxious, and <gasps> I. And I don't even know why he was brought back. Oh, um, that's like fighting yeah. words. Like that's not. I cool. know. I know. They, this is my unpopular oh, is, opinion. You know what I am so happy about? I can't remember what I got blasted for one time. <laughs> I got completely blasted on the Facebook group. I mean, people were like hammering me on something. I don't even remember what it was. It's probably I'm, Haleo. I'm all I'm saying. <laughs> it was Haleo. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I You're wrong about that. For my opinion on Haleo. All I'm saying, Dave, is... you better be like. Shoulder pads on, ready, because you're about to get smashed. All I'm on saying the is, like, we're talking about things that cannot be touched. Yeah. We're talking about attractions that, like, we've already demonstrated that his att- attraction can be touched. Um, like, we're we're talking we're in this conversation. You're putting figment on the same level as fireworks and nighttime spectaculars. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'm 100%. saying no. Yep. Okay. That's Dave all I'm that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm not saying that he can't be there. What I'm saying is these are two different conversations. Let's go to the uh two most popular hosts for now. Uh Joe. <laughs> Uh, when do auditions start for our new <laughs> yeah. Wow. Joe, Joe. I thought I was Pickman. brought in to be controversial. <laughs> I don't think you ever signed your contract. Oh, okay, so never good. mind. Uh, Joe, Figment have a spot forever? Oh, absolutely. Now, I agree with Dave. His attraction can be touched. but he You can give him a new home, but he cannot be removed from Epcot. You can make a Figment roller coaster. People would love it. Like you know, him sitting at the front of the coaster. It could be anything, but you cannot take him out of there. He is, he is almost... As beloved as Mickey Mouse, I, I will say that. See, whoa, hold on a second. Because he, you're both howling me down for my opinion, and then he says that Figment is on the same level as Mickey I, Mouse. I, I said as almost. As he's, fans, yes, I agree, hundred no. percent. I'm wearing no. a Figment shirt as we speak. No, I'm wearing the passholder shirt from Food and Wine for this year. No, he is the face of a theme park, and he he's deserves not even- to be there forever. And Dave, he's not even in any movies or anything. He's just exactly. was in a theme park. Exactly. If he should, that, and that's he, how popular he was. If he was that it's popular, he'd man. be in a in a movie. Gosh, I wish I could mute him. That's just you know what I mean. It's just <laughs> it's just so. All right, I'm gonna move on. I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna take us to one of mine. Um, I'm gonna go with a very simple one, and uh, I think I, I I think you guys will agree. This to me screams, I'm at Disney World. And that is the first time I hear "Welcome Home." Those two words mean a lot to me and my family. Uh, as someone who drives in, when we pull up to the to the to the the guard there at security guard where we're staying, and we you know we scan our magic van, and he says, "Hey, Mister Suter, welcome home." Those two words mean a lot because, <clears throat> like I said, these things are not things that made Disney. Not not one individual thing made Disney. But as a collective, they made Disney different. And so having that moment where you just go, oh, you're right, I am home. It's such a simple term. Welcome home. But I feel it every time I go through. 
and it really is important. Uh, every now and then, we'll come in really late, you know, drive down the rally, have school or something going on, and we'll drive down late, and we'll get the nighttime security guard that's a little sleepy, and he'll go, do you know how to get to your building? And I'll go, yes, sir. And I'm ready for it. I've been in the car five and a half hours. I'm like, it's coming. I'm elbowing Katie. Ah, it's about to come. He goes, all right, have a good night. I'm like, <gasps> and then we just drive in silence to our room because <laughs> we're super sad, you know? Uh, Joe, you're, you're a resorts guy. You get it at the resorts more than anywhere. You agree? Welcome home. No, I definitely do. It's it's something that you don't hear at any other security gates any at any resorts anywhere. I mean, I've traveled to a lot of theme park kind of resorts. I've been to resorts all over the U.S. I can't say the world, but and you never hear "Welcome Home" anywhere else. You're you're literally treated as a guest, but when you're at a resort, you're more than a guest. It's your home for the stay that you're you know the amount of time you're there for. So I agree. I do like it. I think it originally started as a DVC thing, and I think it just kind of expanded out to so. regular it resorts did. as yeah. well. And in the beginning, I was a little kind of like, oh, well, that was like a DVC thing. I guess we're doing that everywhere, but it kind of is because you know even as somebody who owns DVC, I don't always stay at a DVC resort. So if I'm staying at you know Pop Century or I'm staying at Pop Century next month for the marathon weekend, like it's gonna be great to hear Welcome Home when you go through the gate. It's it's great. Like yep, I'm back. I'm gonna run. It's great to be back, and uh, I love it. So I agree with you. I might not wait as eagerly as you do for the guard to say it, but uh, you it know. gets weird whenever I don't pull forward. No, he doesn't say it, and I just sit there and just keep raising the the bar. You know, the it's like, please, the, the please arm go again away. and again. Yeah, <laughs> and I, he goes, uh, "Sir, can I help do you with something?" Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> it's good. Uh, Dave, coming to you. It's time for you to redeem yourself. What do you got? Um, really quickly, just wanted to add in. Uh, I love the welcome home. I, I spent years saying it. Um, and I, I love that. Yes, it does have that effect. I completely agree with that. Uh, to redeem myself, we see merchandise change. We see merchandise opportunities uh, ebb and flow, and things mold and shift over the years. Um, I I I want to say this is fairly secure that it won't change. They better not start messing with Mickey ears too much. I didn't even think of that. Mickey ears. Like, you take that away, what do we got? Like, it's true. So, so I, see, I think the mini ears are more now than the Mickey the ears. The mini ears are a big merchandise. That's, the, that's the big one now. It really is. Like, I, and they know their target market. They're appealing to the Instagram um, element um, and the t- of taking of photos and things like that. They're, they're the Disney company are marketing geniuses. I'm not trying to say that, but just a good old fashioned pair of black Mickey ears. There's something really special, man, about like someone's first trip and getting their first pair of Mickey ears, I've whether you be a kid or an adult. I've still got mine. I mean, I was an I mean, adult like, when yeah, I got them. But... Uh, my mom had mine, and they were embroidered, like had my name on the back. You know, I think I think that's a really cool thing to have and uh, look i mean it goes all the way back like you're talking about we talk about things with the parks that go back to before the parks 1955 or before yeah, yeah. i mean they, they were they were they were around before the parks yep. you know when you talk about mickey mouse club and everything so it's a it's a it's a, it's a very that's a well mickey mouse one. club opened in 1955 here you well. went and redeemed yourself buddy i loved it pulled that uh, one fantastic. out he pulled it back <laughs> oh he reeled me back in all right Mike's still not uh, talking to me. <laughs> no, so after this show, we'll just not talk for weeks. All right, cool. um, Mike, coming to you. You should be your fifth one, I think, right? Yeah, I'm up to my fifth one. Okay. And I thought one of the most important things which is stay, and we haven't seen it in a while, and I'm really looking forward to it coming back, and that's the 
Railroad at Magic Kingdom. I think that it's an important part of something that Walt absolutely loved. We know it's been down for a long period of time now because of Tron being built and all the refurbishment stuff that's been going on. But I think that the Mickey Mouse, that the Magic Kingdom Railroad has an extremely important part of Magic Kingdom. And uh, I would hate to ever see that go away. I miss it. I haven't been on it in a long time. Uh, it was one of those rides that I enjoyed doing with my family and kind of going around the park. Uh, and I think that the Railroad, besides its ride aspect has a huge history with Walt's fingerprint on it because Walt had such a love of trains. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the Carolwood Pacific and and Walt's, I mean, really, you can almost trace the idea of Disneyland back to his love for trains. I mean, like, you know, and, and, and taking his daughters to the park and wanting to be a part of something instead of watching them. I think it's I think it's a massive one. It was on my list of things to throw in in case you guys stole one of mine. Um, I I think it's I think we're getting the railroad back sooner than later. I think I saw something where they have finished construction over by Tron in that area and they've reopened that um, part of the railway as far as, you know, they moved it a little bit and I think that's done. So I I think it'll be sooner than later. We'll we'll start to see the railroad open back up. It'll be nice. Um, Um, Do they still need to build over it or under it for the access into Tron became my question. I think that's done already. Oh, is it? Okay. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I think it's as far as Tron, they're working on exterior. Uh, Speaking of something fun, I know this doesn't have anything to do with anything. The um, they're testing guardians uh, this week. So really, really cool that they're actually testing it. Um, First time they've actually been on the coaster and testing. So, yeah, let's rock and roll. I'm ready for that. Um, Joe, I should be your fifth one, I think. There's four or five. I don't know. If you have more, we'll go more. I don't know. I'll lose count. I'll go with this. So uh, I'm a resorts guy, and uh, I just can't imagine the skyline of Walt Disney World without Disney's contemporary resort. And it's prime real estate. It is a staple of Walt Disney World. It was the flagship resort until 1988. 89 when the Grand Floridian was was open and built so many I mean so many families have stayed there and watched fireworks and many nighttime spectaculars from those balconies where can you get rooms that have that view of one of the most magical places on earth that people want to go visit uh, where do you go and see the monorail pastoral building monorails really aren't prevalent anymore in society and you can still get to see that today that beautiful artwork with Mary Blair uh, that's inside the Grand Canyon concourse um, it's just it's an amazing place you could see it from miles if you're on Everest and you go to the top of the tracks and you look to your left you could see her in the distance I love traveling down that road where you pass right by the TTC and right before the water bridge and you see her right there in all of her glory and you get a nice sunset going She's amazing, and like I just couldn't imagine if they were to ever get rid of her and put something else there. It would just, it would. You have those views, like they, Walt Roy put it there because it kind of blended in with Tomorrowland and the way it stood out in the background uh, with the Magic Kingdom. There's so many things that went into the contemporary. The way it was built, there's just so much history on it, and I, I love it. It's one of my favorite resorts, and that would I would want it to be a forever resort. I would never want it to go anywhere. So keeping Disney's contemporary resort where it's at. You can always make updates and modifications like they did, but I don't want her to go anywhere. Oh, I agree. 100%. There's something really special about seeing the monorail go through the contemporary. Doesn't matter how many times you see it. I mean, you look up and you go, wow, that's really cool. You know, that's that's a really, really unbelievable sight that you don't see anywhere else in the world. A monorail going through a resort. That's amazing. Um, and, and like you said, for it to be, look, as the Magic Kingdom was built, there was only two other things, three other things standing next to it. The contemporary, the Polynesian, and the campgrounds. 
and that was it. And I think that it deserves to stand until you know <laughs> for for the for the for the rest of of the life of Walt Disney World. I, I really do. Um, where does it rank, Joe, on your on your list of stays, though? Let me, let's talk about the actual resort for just a second. So, I mean, I think a lot of it goes with memories for with me, right? You know, I'm saying that weighs heavily. I had a lot of great memories as a kid there. Uh, and every time I stayed there with my wife, I've never actually stayed in a tower. Believe it or not, I've never stayed in a tower. I've always been in the garden suites or garden rooms. Uh, but I always reminisce about those days that I have with my family. So it's more of a reminiscent. There are better resorts with better amenities. Um, I kind of call it the concrete jungle a little bit. It's a lot of concrete, and a lot of grass around there. But um, you can't beat the distance to Magic Kingdom. You can't beat the views. Electrical water pageants right there. I mean, so it's got a lot going for it, but it's it, it's t- it's uh, it's up there for me though. I still think there's got a lot more pros than cons for it. Did I ever talk? Did I talk to you guys about the no touchy touchy water feature? At the contemporary. Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> so we stayed at Bay Lake a couple months ago, and we went to contemporary because they were having the fiftieth uh, birthday bash at the pool. So we went over to that pool to to have a thing. One, it's the only. Uh, enclosed pool bar on property at the Contemporary. So if you're sitting by the pool, it's an actually an enclosed building. I told him, I was like, you're very lucky to be in here. It's super air-conditioned. He's like, yeah, but no one knows I'm here. Two, there is a fountain in the middle of the pool at the Contemporary. Middle of the pool. You are not allowed to touch the fountain. I did not know that. I've sat underneath that fountain. Let the water you can hit sit me. there. Do not lay a finger on it. You will get in big trouble. So here's what happened. I watched family after family after family get yelled at or, you know, disciplined uh, for touching the fountain, which is in the middle of the pool, which you would think you'd be able to touch. And so finally, I was like, I got to go ask. My brain, I cannot figure out why this rule is in place. So I went to ask, and I'd go down, and they were they were having like a, a team meeting, uh, and I, I got with, with one of the team leaders there, and, and I said, hey, why can't I touch the fountain? He goes, because if you hold your hand over that, it'll back up our pumps, and that fountain won't come back for hours. Oh, wow. And I was like, that is a really <laughs> bad design flaw. <laughs> Don't so, touch the water if you're the, the contemporary, all right, you cannot hold your hand over that that fountain that's in the middle of the pool, just so everyone knows, okay? That's why. Um, just giving you a little little FYI. Things uh, that Dave, no other Disney podcast discusses. <laughs> they, I bet no one's ever talked about why you can't touch I, the I, no touchy touchy fountain. I'm willing to put money on that. That is the no touchy touchy fountain in the middle of the uh, pool there at the at the contemporary. Uh, Dave, you should have one more. I think. Am I correct? I do. Okay, go ahead. I do, and this was a difficult one. I tried to come up with um, an entertainment offering that I didn't want moved, that I didn't want changed, that I don't think should be touched. And I did consider nighttime entertainment, fireworks, things like that. But we've seen that move and change over time elements of it, Um, sometimes for better, sometimes not better. Um, But uh, so I I tried to think of something else that, and I'm really worried about this one. And... You know it's my favorite, and it's not back yet. And they better not mess with Hoop. Hoop Dude, it's coming back. It's coming back, but we don't know in what capacity. And we like this. There's still so many question marks about it, and like it fills me like with dread that they're going to significantly change and affect 
that show. And it's such, it's the longest running entertainment offering, like involving like people. I think your mm-hmm. uh, uh, water pageant that got mentioned a couple of times already may outrank it, but that's floating lights um, as a, as opposed to an actual performance. Um, so it's, it's one of the longest running of those. Like it's, and it's wonderful. And don't don't touch things. So for Hoopty Doo, it's weird because out of all the things we said, I think it may be the most likely to be touched. I know. It, now we're talking about the duration of you know for, forever. Correct. You know I mean? And there have um, been some changes to it. Um, the, they no longer there's no longer the shooting of guns in it. And yeah. have we all done Hoopty Doo? First off, Mike, yes. have you done Hoopty Doo? Yeah. Yep. A while ago. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's fantastic. So, I mean it's it's more chicken, more chicken. chicken. It's 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 amazing. And yeah, I do agree. It deserves to be up there. And it's if you're coming up with shows, it's got to be way up on the list. Like and and uh, so here here's my concern and um you put out this conversation into the Patreon group an hour or so ago, um, mm-hmm. which is one of the plus sides of being a member of our Patreon group is that sometimes we uh, peel back the curtain a little bit. Um, and so there is a live conversation happening while we're recording this. And uh, Lindsay Ray uh, mentioned Festival of the Lion King and then wrote pre-pandemic after oh. it. And, and I'm like, and so I'm really worried that like Hoop-de-doo is going to be, uh, we're going to be like, oh, I loved Hoop-de-doo pre-pandemic. Like, because the, the, I'm just scared. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Um, I've got one left, we'll, we'll, and then we'll dive into some comments here. Um, this one's huge for me, and I got really nervous about this one uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. Because these people play probably the biggest role in my Disney vacations, and they don't even realize it. Because they make the most memories for me. And that's the Disney PhotoPass photographers. Losing PhotoPass photographers. I'm not talking about PhotoPass. Losing the people behind the camera for me would be a massive loss to my Disney vacation. I would keep PhotoPass human cast member photographers for eternity there was a uh, stint there that we've all chatted about if you go back episodes to where they talked about kiosk we're going to put up a kiosk there is no kiosk in the world that can have that human connection to ask you what you're celebrating to you know spotlight your daughter you know with with her droid she just built or her lightsaber um to you know lay on the ground to get the perfect angle like they're the ones that make the difference um, and so for me, photopass photographers need to stay forever. Mike, you agree? Absolutely. I, you know, we talked about it before. We've, we've mentioned it many times before how important they are and they just capture that moment. We have some really good photopass moments of you and me just posing together. We do. And I think that's, With lightsabers. You know, yeah. So, yeah. and you, you and uh, Dave do. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> You, you can't replace that. You know, there are certain jobs that I guess you could possibly replace. That's not one of them. You know, that has that whole human touch to it and that whole interaction that I just think you can't replace with a computer or a kiosk. Well, we saw that they're replacing Hoop to do with audio animatronics. Uh, before uh, we move on, let's... Why, 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 why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? Why would you say that? Uh, let's dig into some of our patron uh, comments here. 
You know, I put out to the patron uh, group. It says, for our show tonight, we want to hear your thoughts. If you could keep one thing at or about Walt Disney World, the same forever, what would it be? can be attractions, shows, resorts, anything you want. Uh, Lori Templeton Euler says, the people mover. It's just perfect and definitely one to ride during the day and at night. Uh, Mike, she's right on, on the same page as you, buddy. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, Charles Mary put out the Haunted Mansion, mm. which, I mean, iconic. Like, yeah, don't go messing too much. I like that they mess with it a little bit out in California, and then they right. bring it back. They, staple, they, they staple just they tease you with something different for just a moment, and then they bring it back. They bring it back. All right, Robin Allen says her daughter Mackenzie says the statue in the middle never, ever changed that. And I guess she's referring to the partner statue. She says, uh, for me, I'd stay the idea of Main Street. They could update it and change stores, et cetera. But I always want to be able to walk down Main Street and see the castle. And everybody all know Main Street USA it is a staple of Walt Disney World, that classic American, you know, turn of the century kind of feel. And yeah, just don't ever change that. Uh, John Castano says, Pirates. I look forward to seeing that dirty foot hanging off the bridge every trip. Also seeing the pirate ship after the drop is my favorite reveal in Disney World. And that is definitely one of mine. And I am right up there with you, John. You know, what's funny, John, is too, like when I was a kid, that's what I remember was that dirty foot and that hairy leg. <laughs> Everybody like, just, just remembers the foot. We're all just remember that same thing. It's so disgusting. And here we are all this, all these years later. Uh, that's what we would keep forever. So, John, I, I agree. But, and also, Joe, you need to hook up with John uh, because he'll be in um, for the marathon weekend. Um, and I believe he's doing dopey. Uh, and you'll be able to hang with him because he's over in the same area of resorts you're at. So, nice. uh, he's, he's a great, great dude, man. Lo- like love the Castanos. Um, I've got Michaela Altenhofen, uh, my buddy. She says characters in the parks. She kept it simple. I agree. hundred percent. Look, if you cannot meet characters in the parks, then what is it? You know, and I, we're getting that back little by little and I, I love seeing it. So get, I cannot wait to finally give Mickey a hug sometime real soon. I do love that Unka fell on mine because he started off with, does the price of tickets count? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unka and Amy, uh, Unka picked uh, Safari and Amy picked the hat at Hollywood Studios. Interesting. Amy, I just don't know. You know, I'm pro hat as well, Amy. Like, I, I loved it. Amy and Anker are selling with us, so we're going to have a drink on the cruise and discuss why you and Katie, my wife, are both wrong about the hat at Hollywood (laughs) Studios, so uh, it'll be be good. (laughs) All right, uh, Katarina Dupre says, uh, the Disney service, just the politeness, the above and beyond, and the surprises of special magic that they sometimes give. And I guess, is she talking about Dave? Definitely not after this episode. (laughs) I don't think so. There's no way. Cat, you can cat. Just go ahead and let me know that uh, that Dave's off your. He's on your naughty list for Christmas. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> that was a that was a take tonight with uh, with Figment. Yep. Uh, Sarah Lynn says that first look feeling. The magic never goes away. For each visit, it just changes. From my own excitement to watching it through my kids' eyes, and as a family, they grow. That's my number one keep. Pictures from when I was a kid would be great too. But so yeah, I I love that first look feeling. Every time I walk into Magic Kingdom after a long hiatus it's a it's a, just a great feeling uh yeah i so i'm gonna go with rick rick says uh he likes it it's an escape from reality escape from the outside world the way walt wanted it um he says i, I don't need to know what the cast members do or, or when they are not working every uh every workplace has rules um so look rick is there he's saying look keep it simple keep it fun and absolutely love it and also rick dude nice ink 
buddy. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Ooh, looking sweet. But I cannot wait to give him a hug sometime real soon. Hopefully Saturday. Uh, Greg Woods um, said, people mover. Um, and then also mentioned that they shouldn't outright demolish Spaceship Earth, but there are some changes <laughs> obviously coming to that that we are aware of. Uh, he even quoted my terminology of what it would lean to if that were to happen. Um, he said he would flip a table. Uh, and then also don't significantly change Haunted Mansion or Pirates. And as much as great as uh, Shanghai's Pirates in Disney in Shanghai Disneyland is, he wouldn't want it to replace others. He wants the nostalgia to remain. All right. Lindsay Rice says Festival of the Lion King pre-pandemic. She says it's just a perfect, incredible show that I look forward to every time that we go to Animal Kingdom. So uh, that's what her take is there. Yep. And Jenna says happily ever after. (laughs) Yes, Jenna. Jenna for the win. Jenna, hold on. Uh, Like. Here's the good part. This is all Patreon. They're saying this. I guarantee you're going to get some of that coming up real soon with our five things that we will get rid of right away. So anyway. Um, just quickly before we close out of that, I did want to make mention at the time of recording and nearly an hour and a half since you posted that actually just ticked over two hours since you posted it. No one said figment. They will, though. <laughs> you're going to have the, the pickets and spears and, saying, and torches like, at your door. There's been two Here, hours of comments on soon. that post, and nobody has said it, okay? Let's do this. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> no one said the castle either, Dave. There are just some obvious things that we know have to stay, but, you know, let's, let's, let's be real now. Anyway, listen, we talked about a lot of fantastic things that need to stay, Figment included, and, um, you know, one of the things that Justin mentioned was the photo passes and those photo pass photographers, they need to stay. And if you're in the parks and you don't see a photo pass photographer, take a picture, take a selfie, but post it on our Facebook group. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Joe, why don't you go first? What's your Pick of the Week? So my pick of the week, Mike, is it comes from Ryan Brady, and he posts uh, in our Facebook group, uh, just in case any of you are at Saratoga Springs right now, and it's a picture of a zebra and a giraffe. It looks like a sort of an inflatable sitting on the balcony at one of the rooms at Saratoga Springs, and it says, when your Savannah View waitlist doesn't go through, you bring the Savannah to you. One of our family members requested it, but we couldn't make it happen. They gave us all a good laugh, though, enjoying the view almost as just almost just as much and it's just kind of creative that you know they tried to get that savannah view room and it didn't come through but they've got the inflatables on their uh on their balcony i thought that was kind of cute uh, i'm a saratoga fan so that's my pick of the that's week. really good i like that <laughs> very cool dave what do you got for uh, you pick i of am week? going to go with uh, a post by kevin hopkins <laughs> um where two separate pictures taken approximately a year apart um on Splash Mountain, trying to get a family photo. And we've all had family photos go awry. I was actually thinking of this a few moments ago while Justin was talking about the role of the photographer. Um, I've got a five-year-old at the moment who is in awkward smile phase. So getting that and like eyes don't look at the camera 
at the same time as everybody else's. So, they don't um, go away. Right. Oh, good. Thanks. Um, so it's re- so uh, that's really difficult to get a family photo. And this is two family photos being ruined by an adult who can't get on the same page <laughs> as everybody else. In the first picture, everybody has their hands up except for a, um, his wife. Kevin's wife, and then in the in the second picture, uh, everybody had their hands down to match her, and she randomly decided to put hers up. So uh, I just thought that was hilarious. It's a great story in Disney World, and that's my two picks of the week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's so funny. Mike, you go ahead, bud. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Matthew Love, and Matthew Love has a picture of him and his wife and his daughter on a roller coaster. It says, this little thrill seeker experienced her first coaster, rode seven times. The adrenaline rush she got was fantastic. I grew up in the parks. To see her enjoy them is everything. Uh, I've been there. I've watched my kids enjoy their first roller coaster rides in Magic Kingdom. And uh, Matthew Love, you have my pick of the week. Absolutely love it. Um, I'm going to go and look. This one means a lot to me. Uh, this was... Look, it's it's pick of the podcast. Let's be honest. It, it is this is the greatest thing I've seen. But I want to read the posts first. Um, it's from you know we'll say a lot. It's from our family. It's from the, look. This is legit our family. Like I I love these people. Um, and and we're very fortunate to have them in our lives. Uh, Rick Reagan says so today in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico on a cruise. I did something I've been wanting to do for a while. For the last four years or so, this podcast has brought so many blessings into Corey and my family's life. It's uh, tough for me to put into words, but I know there are many here in this little slice of our Ohana that feel the same. Even if it were to end today, let's pray it does not. It's not, I promise. Uh, We have ended uh, or added people to our family that will be with us forever. I want to thank Jason, Justin, Mike for starting this whole crazy thing and Joe and David for stepping up uh, when called upon. Also to all these guys' families, for all of us who have gotten to see behind the curtain, what we hear every week for an hour or so takes so much more. Thank you, Laura, Katie, Melanie, and Jen for letting us have your awesome husbands for a little bit each week. Here's to many, many more years. Uh, hashtag DDP Ohana. Rick, uh, who I've spoken to many times about this, got the DDP logo tattooed. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It's the coolest thing. Here's the thing, man. It's like when four years ago, over four years ago, we started this. And it was just something to do, you know? It was something to talk Disney and hang, and you know we kind of knew what we wanted. We kind of knew that there was Disney pod. There, look, the one thing there is there's there's a thousand Disney podcasts out there, and when we sat down and started talking about it, the one idea was let's make it somewhere that isn't about us, isn't really even about Disney. It's about the people, and let's create an environment for a family atmosphere to where people can come together and, and and create this bond and it's amazing man if you will if if you'll if you'll make the opportunity available and you'll put people in a similar uh, uh situation meaning they all like something it's amazing to see what people from all walks of life can come to be and that's what we've seen with this with this podcast i mean from trips to vacations to all of us traveling together to meetups to um to to literal like text messages to calls to being there for people at their best and being there for people at their worst this family is something really special 
Um, this year was really tough on my family, you know, with the with the the loss of my son, and this family coming together behind me was so huge. And so, for what a lot of people might see as just a tattoo, for me says that there's a lot of people that love you guys. And it means a lot. So, Rick, love you, buddy. Sorry. Don't apologize. Well said, yeah. brother. Couldn't agree more, man. Dude, uh, we've discussed it at length. I'm just glad that I'm now not the only one of us four that has cried during the middle of a podcast like this. <laughs> um, because, yeah, one of my first major introductions into this group was me sharing a, a really interesting time in my life and Disney dad's being there for it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm not into tattoos and getting them myself. If I was, this has to be on the list of things, but, uh, that would, let's be- get Dave really intoxicated and <laughs> in getting a tattoo. Can we do that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> buy one of those guns on Amazon, right? hundred percent. Uh, so look, I mean, it's, 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 it's really, we can't thank you guys enough. It, it, it really means everything to us that this family exists. And, and the, look, we have these opportunities to hang out because we have our Disney Ads podcast crews coming up. We have our meetup before uh, in the Disney parks. We have the meetup after in the Disney parks. It's going to be so much fun, man. Like those times are so epic. Like seeing Mike dress as a full-fledged pirate on board a Disney cruise is so amazing. Uh, and you know, like hanging in the bars and stuff like that with everybody, and and doing the ice cream social with the kids, and, and doing all that. So, look, if this family uh, is important to you, or if maybe you've always wanted to maybe meet everybody that we talk about, the cruise is the chance, uh, and the and the Disney before and after is a chance. So, uh, please um, get a hold of us. Show it away with me. Travel dot com. Uh, I'm going to go into all my plugs now, which is a weird transition, but uh, if you love what we're trying to do, go right now and uh, and give us that virtual hug. Uh, those five stars and that, that nice comment help us reach more and more people. Of course, you can scroll down through, join our Facebook group, check out Jay's book, Pavel. Uh, so many amazing things right there that we've got going on. So uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a fun thing, man, to, to be surrounded by so many people full of so much love it really is it's 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 an amazing thing so got to thank you ddp family for that we really do appreciate you closing words guys please 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 take me away because patron we're gonna have some fun over with five things that we're gonna knock out of the parks and immediately uh some of them may be a little controversial uh joe finish it up bud now first of all i want to really rewind back to the beginning of the show everybody out in the commonwealth of kentucky thinking about you guys and all the surrounding states our hearts go out to you we're thinking about you secondly thank you to all of our ddp just family in general uh justin just to back up what you said i just how everybody has embraced me and dave as a new part of this family it's just absolutely amazing and just to see just the reciprocal between us and, and everybody all the listeners is absolutely amazing i cannot wait for the cruise. I haven't cruised since I was like eight years old. So it's gonna be like a first for me looking so much forward to it and to do it with all of you guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So looking forward to it and uh Patreon stand by you're on deck, Dave. I mean, there are always things that, uh, that will, that will change in Walt Disney world. Uh, Walt himself said that Disneyland will continue to grow as long as there is imagination left in the world. Um, we are, we are going to see change, but, I think tonight we got an opportunity to look at some of the things that we all hope 
uh, won't change. Um, and maybe one or two things that we hope might change. You never know. <laughs> if you if you say figment, I swear. I didn't. I didn't say that. Right. I didn't say that. Okay, <laughs> Mike. Uh, great seeing you guys this week. Uh, you know, holidays are coming. You know. I'm really, you know, love seeing you guys. It, it brings that special time every year. Uh, I had a great time talking about the things that should stay. I'm looking forward to the Patreon part tonight, talking about the things that got to go. Uh, I think one of them I'm going to add to would be a podcast host, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I and, know, uh, Joe. Yeah, we've been meaning to talk to you, man. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm done. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> Disney Dads Podcast family, we love you, uh, as always. I hope you enjoyed this show. I hope you have a very, very merry, merry Christmas. Uh, we will be out for two weeks. We do uh, not do shows on Christmas or New Year's, um, just so everyone knows. Uh, and uh, But I hope you have an amazing Christmas. Enjoy time with the family. We will be back after the first of the year. and We love you very, very much. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Cheers. See you, guys. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the one and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.